What up, Fish B? Fish B over there on the base, looking and sounding spry as always. Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. Sincerely glad you're here. Hope everything in your world is just about perfect. How are we feeling this week, Fish B? How are we feeling? Optimistic. Oh, I like the idea of, uh, of feeling optimistic. Let's, uh, let's go with that. But before I get there, uh, just because I just did it, is it normal that like 99% of the time I talk to my cat Gladys, I, I use my cat voice, which is not very appealing. It's like, Gladys, hey Gladys, what you doing? You want to come over and help with the podcast? No. Unbelievable, Gladys. Like, like 99% of the time. Like, uh, would we all assess my mental fitness to be in a better place if it was more like 70-30? Maybe 75-25? I'm not sure, but 99% of the time seems a little much. Especially since 99% of the time I'm by myself and the only people I talk to are myself, Fish B, and of course Gladys the Cat, who I talk to like, Gladys! <gasps> yeah, she's just, uh, she's looking at me like she's real happy. She always has this uh, look at her face like she's half-baked, which, uh, which I appreciate. Back to the optimism. Uh, although the odds were small, here's, here's kind of one for the good of the group. Are we optimistic that Liz Cheney can win her primary? <laughs> like, you know, in a week of optimism, are we feeling optimistic about that? I, I, I'm reserving hope. I'm reserving optimism. All the polls scream otherwise, but we will, uh, we will see. It's Wyoming. Good times. Wonderful hunting, I'm told. I've never even fired a gun. I'd like to go fishing, maybe. Catch and release. Come on. I wonder if the FBI inviting themselves to Mar-a-Lago will help hurt or make no difference in Liz Cheney's race. I think everyone's so firmly entrenched, like in their political camps, probably no difference. But is this the end for Liz Cheney? I mean, she can't get the Republican nomination in 24, 28. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's no, no way to know. <laughs> the future is unwritten. This week is the one-year anniversary of the U.S.-Afghanistan withdrawal. I see very little to be optimistic. My apologies to Fish B about Afghanistan. My heart and imagination both break with empathy for the citizens of, Tal <laughs> of Afghanistan under, excuse me, enduring Taliban rule. I've said it before, I'll say it again. This podcast would be a lot easier if I was just a little better at talking. But you understand what I was trying to say, and thank you for that. I mean, it's awful there. It's awful. 40% of the country is unemployed. I think like 70% live below the poverty line. It's, it, oh boy, it... And for women and girls, 
I get the argument that we had to leave, but I also get the argument that we should have stayed. I just... It's complicated. But right now, for Afghanistan, the future is ugly. I am not optimistic, and good God. Hopefully the Taliban is just so awful and so cruel and so fucking, you know, 8th century that a revolution is inevitable and something far better comes along. Because it's hard to imagine anything worse than the goddamn Taliban in Afghanistan. Here's something that I can be optimistic about. I'm optimistic that your president and mine, President Grandpa Joe, I'm optimistic that he'll go on national TV, all of them, all of it, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific, Wednesday, November 9th of this year. That's the day after the midterms. And I don't know what's going to happen there. But I'm optimistic. Better at talking. That he's going to go on TV and he's going to announce that he's resigning. The day after the midterms, Wednesday, November 9th. He won't be resigning immediately. He'll be resigning effective January 3rd, 2023 the day the new Congress is sworn in. And they'll also swear in a new president, Kamala Harris. Making her a bunch of firsts that I don't feel like naming. I'm optimistic that the last thing that Grandpa Joe will do before leaving the White House is use the restroom, but I'm confident, I'm optimistic that the second thing, second to last thing he should do, and I hope he does, because family first, he'll take some political heat for it, but pardon Hunter. I know Hunter Biden is the, you know, supposedly he's has a history of not being the nicest person in the world to people. I've never met the fella. And, and, and maybe I was I, I was just born with too much empathy and, and and too sympathetic, but I mean I see a broken guy with a history of you know uh, mental health issues and substance abuse. And his entire life, you know. His entire, how old was he when he was, when, when he was in the car accident where he lost his mom and his sister? The day that, uh, wasn't that the day Grandpa Joe was getting sworn into the Senate? He was very, very small, wasn't he? Like pre-memory small, right? So his entire life, this dude has had a dead mom, a dead sister, and his dad was crazy Grandpa Joe going back and forth to the, you know, as a U.S. senator. And not any U.S. senator, the senator from Delaware, 
which may sound kind of silly to those not familiar with the way politics work in Delaware, but there's a reason every credit card statement you get comes from Delaware. Of all the 50 states, Delaware is the closest to a Cayman Island. So there's a lot of room for deals. Delaware. Some people hate his art. <laughs> Most people hate his art. Certainly don't think, you know, they're, they're worth a quarter of a million dollars, but I, I actually think he's a fine artist. I'm not an art critic. I'm not, I'm not in any kind of, uh, I didn't, uh, I don't even think I took an art history class in junior high, high school, or college. And I went to two community colleges in Washington State University twice. I know nothing about art history other than just the very basics. But he looks like a fine artist to me. It looks like, it looks like the kind of art that people would buy. A quarter million, I don't know, but then you see things people buy for $10 million, and I don't know about that either. That gets kind of right into the, the nooks and crannies of one of my favorite subjects is, is, is the difference between what people know, the different facts, and, and like what people believe. Perception is reality. Briefly. Because tastes change in the world of art. It is a uh, delightful study in the confluence of psychology, art, and commerce. And perception. But I hope he pardons Hunter. Like I said, he'll take some shit for it, but Biden, his whole thing, his whole family first. Even though it might really be a, a Delaware credit card company first. But he's like, you know, family first. Like I said, he'll take some shit, but I think people will get over it fairly quickly. I certainly will. I'm already over it. Pardon Hunter. Where do you put a hashtag? Let's make it a movement. Can I share something that I'm personally optimistic about before our 15 minutes together expire? This last weekend was a great one for me and, and, and a tough one for me based around the same event. Uh, this last weekend was my, uh, was my eldest daughter's birthday, which reminds me of the greatest experience, the greatest feeling, the greatest of emotion that I've ever felt in my entire life is when r- shortly after she was born, and I don't recall the exact medical reasons why, but they had to uh, 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 wheel her uh, out of, you know, on some kind of cart, you know, like she's, like she's an Amazon package in a warehouse, but wheel her out on a cart, like from the room where, uh, where she was born and mom was to, uh, some other room. I, I don't know. I don't know why they had to do this, but they did. And I went where there is, it was like five 30 in the morning. Like the sun was just starting to come up, like through these windows around all these nurses and I'm telling you, I'm there, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing to be on. I'm like, so just awestruck by the entire experience that I'm not grasping. My mind is going so fast. And for those of you that have had your, you know, 
a baby, you know what this is like. And, uh, and, and there was a moment, like, like 30 seconds after in the room, where I'm just kind of like reach my finger down, and, and she reaches up, this, this brand new baby, you know, that only been on earth outside of belly for like you know, 30 minutes, maybe less reaches out and grabs my finger and holds on to my finger. And it was, I mean, I can feel that sensation right now. It was stupendous. And I had her when my wife and I were both 23. We got married, but she was, I had been, uh, uh, we liked each other a lot. Like, like, like her, uh, her mother and I, but we, uh, she got pregnant after we had only been together three months, and then we got married during, but before my daughter was born. We were just kids, for God's sake. And we've been divorced for a while now, since 2016. But every year since then, you know, I'm lucky enough that I, I do see my daughter not as often as I, uh, not as often as I see my son because they're, they're, they're older, but, you know, I've always been able to see them at least like once or twice a year. But I haven't been there for a birthday like seven of them. And that's brutal for me. Like, that's brutal. So, like, the... The joy I get in remembering that day and the joy I get in knowing that it's her birthday and the joy I get in sending her something nice in the mail also conflicts with just this horrible, horrible sense of um, sadness and guilt and a whole bunch of other ugly emotions that just roll at my fucking face like a goddamn bowling ball. But I'm optimistic. I, I, ju I just got a good feeling. I just got a good feeling about something. I'm optimistic that I'm not missing any more goddamn birthdays. I'm just not. I'm going to be there with her next year. I don't know exactly how. And I don't know. I, I, I don't have all that. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts here. But I'm optimistic I'm going to get there. We're out of time. You ready to go? Say adios, you handsome devil. Say adios, fish beep.